ever get to the point to where I can. If you ever, if I ever get to the point to where I'm bougie, I'm going to give me a bidet. You know what? I, I've been, I'll be on the fence about a bidet because, I mean, like, Everything really like, good for you though. I'm bought in. I, I'm I if tell you, let me let me get a couple more dollars. I'm probably gonna get one. And a little bit more room in my bathroom, I'm definitely gonna get one. I ain't gonna I hold like you. Save water with them too. Um don't quote me on that, but I mean, well, how much? I mean, if I feel like with a bidet, something you gotta think when you flush, when you flush, you use like four. You how many gallons is it? I know it it's more. It depends on the toilet, but it's usually like I think it's like three liters or something like that. So it might be like a little bit less than that. I don't even just, know how many liters go to this. a gallon. Let's, see, here we are already. See, I uh, I don't know if y'all grandparents was like this, but my grandmama she was uh she never wanted people to spit in the sink. She wanted people to spit in the, uh, in the toilet, like when you brush your teeth. Like Eleven anything. liters. See, Hold that's on. Good. So that's like. Three, three and a half gallons. That's a lot of water. Hmm. Oh shit, never mind. Damn, my grandma was like, "You on well water?" Well, she was on well water, but like you paying that water bill, you don't want to just flush that, <clears throat> flush that toilet all the time. Oh yeah, so you heard the saying? Uh, wait, wait, what is it? If it's yellow, if it's yellow, let it mellow. Is yeah, it brown first. Brown first down. Yeah, yeah. I think I learned that from recess. If it's red, it goes to the dog. Yeah, you probably right. <laughs> so between 1.6 and up to seven gallons per flush. Newer toilets is 1.6, but I think that's the ones where you uh where it's got the two different buttons on it. And you could choose whether the big button is for like loads and then the little button is to use less water to flush. See, we got less water thing is just so subjective. Due to the fact that either somebody's gonna need a little more work than others, or some people are just gonna have a little bit too much fun, you know, getting some water spurted up and crack. So, you know, you can't squirt too much water up there before you, you know, rupture that thing. Animal yourself. Yeah. Animal. Fun fact, your rectum can stretch up to about three feet. Do with that information what you will. I don't want to do anything with a that. Raccoon, a raccoon, a full-grown full raccoon can crawl into your ass. Do with that information what you will. You know, that's just funny because we were watching Bruce Almighty last night. I don't know if y'all remember the scene where uh, he confronted Monkey went his ass? Yeah, I mean, he was like, mm-hmm. well, he was like, yeah, uh, yeah, what did he say? Uh, if uh, I would apologize wait, wait. if a monkey comes out of my butt. Maybe. Right. But so I guess it is a little more realistic just based off the information that you just presented to us. I do you one better. You remember on Hancock when he was in prison? Ooh, and he stuffed the Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Telling me to leave him alone before he shoved your head of his ass. Oh, my God. I should have just left him alone. So you, yeah. so you speak more the lines of like status symbols. I always, I always say that. If I ever make a buttload of money, this is I always say I have my status symbols that I want. I want a slingshot and I want a really nice, yes, I want a slingshot. I want to be on the road driving one of those slingshots. Oh, yeah. yeah Tell me why I thought you was talking about the weapon. No, no, not talking about the thing. No, I'm not talking about the weapon. No, I, I, I was like, you could go just get that. Toys R Us. Oh, damn. I'm talking about motor vehicles and I want a nice watch. 
I want a slingshot too, but I don't think I wouldn't even consider that a luxury building. I think you just gotta have good credit. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I don't. Well, no, see now you, it, it's definitely a luxury. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a luxury purchase because your insurance will be sky high. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I want a nice watch. I don't know what y'all say as soon as because I feel like if I get a boatload of money, I'm not inclined to just be a heavy spender. That's just my personality. But it's just certain things I want. I will have a nice watch. I'm gonna have a bunch of suits, clean suits, and mm-hmm. I might go mm-hmm. on a. And I know I have a vice for cologne. Like if I can afford to buy a bunch of cologne, I'm gonna have a bunch of cologne. And I don't even wear cologne like that. That's just so weird. So I don't, I don't know what y'all would get. See, uh, I already I know mustaches. You get a boat. Oh man, I'm getting a Corvette convertible for sure. And I'm getting the nicest tailgating setup I can get. Like, <laughs> see my tailgate setup? They're gonna be like, "Oh, this nigga got money." Like, that's what that's what I want people to see. This nigga got money. <laughs> or time? No, nah, just money. Well, I mean, if you, if you, <laughs> bro, I went to University of Florida when we played Auburn. Uh, when we played Auburn, when we played Florida, um, was it two years ago? Bro, this dude had a TV screen so big, it looked like it was on a billboard. Like, imagine like a billboard, not super tall, but like tall, and the billboard was the TV screen. Like, that's how I watched the game. Like, the whole parking deck across from the hospital, that's how we watched the game. This shit's got to be a couple, like maybe $20,000, $30,000, like a legit TV that's $20,000, $30,000. And he just had it, just... Just cause. Everybody to watch. Just cause. You see, yeah. on top of that, transporting it there, like that cost money too to just bring all that stuff to have to maintain it. To put it up. Put it up to maintain it. I always think when I think of like getting certain rich stuff, it's, it's all about maintenance. You can't you can't just have it. You got to maintain it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I just, I'll be thinking about like how you said the tailgate thing, like. You know, some of the things we seen with, with the folks that already had, and we just like, hey, man, y'all got these big RVs, and they, they basically a whole house set up to your apartment, middle of campus, chilling, weekend. Like, and them some of the lower-end ones. They ain't dang right. <laughs> and you know what, though? Like, Bougie has, like, levels, and sometimes we get confused on the levels. Like, we talking about stuff that you know, that's kind of bougie. That's like upper middle class, but like Jeff Bezos got a yacht for his yacht. <laughs> I'm not making this shit up. This man has a yacht for his yacht. A yacht to pull in his yacht? Yes. Oh shit, I do you one better. The president, the family that's uh for the people I work for, they own the well, how do I put it? They own the company currently. They currently run the company because they it's a family-owned business, but they make it abundantly clear. If don't none of their kids want to do it, they're not going to force them to be the president. They'll just go get somebody and be like, he's going to need you the president now. But they have a living, basically a living art collection, and they rotate it between all their locations. They got 29 satellite shops and three major maintenance facilities in the country, and they rotate, like I think, like 400 pieces of artwork. <laughs> Between their lobbies and shit. That's where all the money at. Art. For, for, for real. 
that's how you keep the what is it wealth in the family you just keep like buy somebody somebody along the line bought the art kept it up maintained it sent it and just gave it down to they uh son or daughter whatever and they just keep doing it keep doing it keep doing it because it actually i was reading something the other day somebody sold an invisible yeah i was i've been planning to read up on that i just ain't had the time matter of fact now that you mentioned it I was about to say, bro, guys, to be the finesse yeah. of all finesses, bro. Right. Yeah, I, I saw that and I meant to read. I'm just like, how do you? I got a whole art history to. I'm finna condense it for you in like a hundred words or less. Please do because at, I mean, I guess I was so I was too baffled to even read about it. I'm like, you sold something that supposed to be art, but if. And, and that's, that's what I'm confused about because I wanted to say art's supposed to be tangible, but that's not necessarily true either, I guess. Because so like, I said to me, art is just about expression in any medium, right? Well, in his medium, and the medium, bro. <laughs> his, his his medium is nothing. That's what I'm confused about. It's invisible because, like, I don't know. I don't know. This, this somewhat relates, but it doesn't. But like, <clears throat> I don't know if y'all heard about the. Um, people that are trading uh, highlights, like they're trading these highlights as like um, uh, sports cards or sports yeah, trading yeah, cards. Uh, like NFTs. NFTs. Yeah, NFTs. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's confusing to me too. It's like, you know, I can pull up on, you know, YouTube, and, you know, watch these highlights at any time and I can just save a clip to my computer, but I don't see the, the purpose of trading highlights. I don't quite get it, but there's a lot of people that find value in that and i get I, I guess the idea of it is like so once that person owns that clip and i think that this has something to do with like the future of where uh internet viewing or just clip viewing is going is supposed to be going at where people like envision it the idea is that whenever that clip gets paid that person gets x amount of dollars or cents to it so if you own the clip, like say that uh, when Nate Robinson dunked over whoever it was, say you own that clip. If people go on go online and like search and actually like want to view that clip, every time you do, every time you you every time someone views that clip, you get broke off. I think I don't know for a fact, but I I read a little bit on it and it's kind of confusing the verbiage, but like it, I think I, I it, whatever I don't know. So that's that's basically what it is. So like NFTs use a certain technology to authenticate a digital file. Mm -hmm. So essentially what happens is, and, and y'all know how it is, like for example, YouTube. YouTube pays people for viewership, right? Right. You bring people to their platform and they break you off a little bread. So like he was talking about with the Nate Robinson highlight, if he, let's say he got a highlight where he jumped over kangaroo and dunked that bitch and he went viral. So I could just go online, see the clip, cut the clip, take it down and post it on my page and get all the viewership if I market it better than he does. Mm -hmm. There's no way for YouTube to verify who actually owns that clip. I mean, yeah, they can say who uploaded it first, but I could, you know, I could say, well, shit, he got it from me. You know what I'm saying? There's no way to verify who actually owns the clip. But with the NFT, mm -hmm. Now you have a mechanism to verify who has actual ownership. 
And and that's a that's a big thing when it comes to value. Like like you talk about real estate. Like who actually owns a piece of land or a house? That's a big thing. Like you have to literally go to the courthouse and go through all this paperwork, titles, all that, just to figure out who owns it. But with digital files, you don't have that. You don't yeah. have that, but now you do. But that's huge when it comes to like say they ventured that into the music space because now the artists themselves would if say they own their own nfts or that digital file it wouldn't like they, they're essentially record label wouldn't have anything to stand on the, if they have the masters or whatever because yeah. this, truthfully no one's buying cds anymore i'll yeah. buy a c i'll buy a cd from somebody that i really like like crit i'll buy i'll buy one of his cds because i want him to have that actual physical money in it physical money and then get all of it all of what he deserves from it but i'm probably gonna listen to it on spotify if that makes sense or apple or whatever yeah. it is yeah. and that at that point if he owns that digital file to it he'll get paid more than just the pennies on the dollar that spotify or apple give him if that makes sense so hopefully, hopefully, it get, hopefully it gets that far. I'm just, I guess, I'm still can't baffle people wanting. I mean, so I, I mean, for what y'all basically saying, it's still, it's kind of an investment. I mean, I just, it, it's just it's, the way it's just linked to trading cards because, like, we've all at some point done some kind of cards, whether it's Yu Gi Oh or sports cards or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was something about like when you open that package, you want something rare. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you're looking for. You're looking for a rare card. Like mm-hmm. I don't get the element of that kind of feel when you're trying to get highlights. We've all seen them. We can all find them. But it's just something about when you find that rare card. And that also ends up turning into something that's like, yo, this person got this rare card that came out 50 years ago. And this is worth a lot of money. You're not going to find this anywhere else. But like the highlight, I can see it. But I mean, I, at the same time, I get what y'all saying about it possibly being investment. But what's going to make it so, I don't know. to go off of that like finding like a rare card in packs or whatever so you can actually google uh nba top shots right now and how they do it they have certain packs that player that players uh people can buy and bid on and once you actually once you win that you can open the pack and say like say it's all car anthony towns like pack like it's a car anthony towns pack or whatever it might have some assists that he made or whatever, but it might have one amazing dunk where he posterized somebody in that pack that makes it a rare pack. So at that point, you have that rare card or that rare digital file or that rare NFT. Well, from another standpoint is, now that I own NFT, now I can police the distribution of this thing. So let's say I I got Purple Rain. I own Purple Rain. If I own Purple Rain, I can cease and desist everybody else who's trying to put purple rain out and i've cornered the market the only way you're going to hear purple rain is if you go through me and then that creates you know scarcity which mm-hmm. creates a demand for certain people that is crazy so is are we really going to get to the point where i just want to watch the rain wave highlights and somebody has nfts or certain things that even if it's on youtube or things like that the people that own that highlight or that specific because of their highlight, they're going to get theirs, or they can put a cease and desist on that clip of that video or something of that nature. Like, right? yeah, is that, is that your rights, bro? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, 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 that's it. Definitely, definition of it. 
I just perused three articles about this shit. This talking about the invisible, uh, the invisible. This man is a genius, bro. He, I'm I'm looking at one now, and you can't read, top the, you can't top this guy, bro. I read Forbes. I read the New York Post. I read the first one that popped up from Snopes. Snopes, I think it's pronounced Snopes.com, yeah. and oh my god. Oh yeah, so give us a spark note. So just, just so everyone's aware, he's talking about the guy. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> we got sold in his name. His name is uh, uh, Salvatore. Uh, it starts with it a, a G. It starts with a G. Hold on, I don't want to butcher it. Garau, I'm looking at Salvatore Garau or something like that. Yeah, he, if there's anybody out there who speaks. Italian, no, he's Italian. Italian, my bad. If anybody's out there who speaks, oh, well, he's born in Sardinia. He's Italian. He's Italian. Yeah, he's Italian. Yeah, so uh, if there's anybody out there familiar with Italian, let me know if I pronounced that wrong. Salvatore Gaurau, how the hell you pronounce it? Taped off square, and... It's made, in his words, it's made of air and spirit. You can't see it, but it's there. So he sold this, right? Yes. The the artwork is titled Los Los Sono, which translates to I am in English. He sold it for 15,000 pounds or or $18,300. Yeah. And there's a certificate of authenticity. And so every article says the same thing. There's a certificate of authenticity for this. It's been sold, but they all have the same like rhetoric around, but we skeptical. I'm gonna say that this is what pops in my head, right? So like I said, when we come to bougieness, when we talk about wealth, there's like levels and, th- and there's certain levels that you can't even like wrap your head around. So like, but humans are the same. So I went to Walmart one day and I was just in that bitch chilling room Saturday morning and I saw a Bill Holson, like 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 a six pack of like it's like a six pack belt. You can stick a beer in each one of yeah. I bought that shit. And when I was in the car, I was immediately like, that was some stupid shit I just did. Like that was some <laughs> dumb shit I just did. I just bought a like I'm never gonna wear that shit. You might. Maybe like on some ha uh, ha shit, but like for real, for real, I'm not gonna wear a belt with six cold bills around my damn waist. I am not Duff Man. But anyway, to me, I wear this shit with the whole blue camouflage, bro. Like it ain't gonna match nothing I got unless I go to Blue and White weekend. That shit's wrap. Let's just start drinking Ice House all of a sudden. Tell me about it. But so I, this, hold on. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Chris, but like this is ridiculous. He literally went into the middle of some important square in Italy, I think. Yeah, somewhere out there, and just put down four lines of white tape. Oh, five by five. Go go look at the go look at it in so the auction house that sold it, they allow people to do virtual tours. The exact same thing. They have a red arrow pointing to a taped off square on the ground. And, I, and funny as shit is the square in their storage is smaller than the square that's out in like the world that he did, and I'm just like, they should, they should get measurements. So like, so what what's what's what stops me the un the unknowing person from just going through 
cleaning up or better yet what stops like a street cleaner or whatever seeing this tape on the ground and just like hmm, this don't belong here and just that's, gripping it throwing it away that's what civics. i wrap my mind around he, the tape <laughs> civics and city planning so therefore you're taking the what what if it's loose and it just collapses the tape the tape don't have nothing to do with it the tape is just a, a designator it's like that's what i'm saying so yeah, like so just, i can just i can i can really just walk through and say mm, this ain't here like no the more. rapper the rapper don't have nothing to do with your condom <laughs> really like i just bought that little it was like seven dollars it was just a dumbass impulse purchase that i thought was cool in the moment there's people who got thirteen thousand dollars you know or eighteen thousand dollars that's seven dollars to them they just oh this they say this is art boom all right it's either that or they the smartest niggas in the room. They just laundered eighteen thousand dollars. Yeah, so because like I thought, the, I thought the they just laundered eighteen thousand dollars. You can't stop it, Batman. You know what? If so, if if Interpol is looking at it, that might be that that, that very they might need to look into it. They might need to look into that. They probably did get slide some cheese under the table, doing um, well, really over the table, and and they finesse some cheese. I'm just. I, I'm, yeah, you know what? They they probably yeah, they probably had again. Forget doing condos and 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 all this other wiring and stuff. They said, no, we're gonna sell some visible artwork and give you a certificate. That is wow. Mm. I tell you what, if you do it, if you do it again, they really gotta look into it now. Cause if that <laughs> price, if if you do it again and that price goes up, they gotta check, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I just hey, if you want to sell some just land in hell here, I got Atma on sale for about two million. <laughs> it's an answer that shit out there. <laughs> oh man, oh. you can what you can you can buy the air rights. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> you know what? I'm going with that because just the, the audacity to thought of somebody just selling air and spirit because I'm thinking the point of artwork is for people to see. And admire it, right? So if I'm if I'm walking into this person's house and they bought this artwork, I'm not going to see it. I'm not going to be able to admire it, right? I'm, when you see a nice painting, you're going to say, "Hey, that's a very nice painting." And look at it. If I see a nice statue, I'm going to be like, "Hey, that's a nice statue." I'm going to admire it. We're going to look at it and check out all these features. You're going to pay eighteen thousand dollars for for something that I cannot see and admire. That. Just something I can't wrap my mind around. But what I can wrap my mind around is the fact that they might be money laundering and do some underground illegal operations. That mm-hmm. makes even more sense to me. Wow. It's Italy, bro. <laughs> Italy still got a big issue with the mafia, from what I've heard. Oh, for real? Yeah. I can leave it. I'm not surprised at all, honestly. Old money is old money, man. Like, people don't understand that. There's people who have been rich for generations. And, and it, yeah, have money, I just can't wrap my life. When people buy boats and cars stuff for billions or millions and billions of dollars, I'm just like, man, that means they still got billions and millions of dollars still just coming in. Like, I mean, you, seen, you seen what uh, Hov and Beyonce just did about that uh, expensive ass car? Yeah, yeah. What was it like? The most? It was like the most expensive. The most car expensive ever. car in the world. Yeah, yeah. I forgot what kind. Of, what was it? Rolls Royce, or it was. A I'm trying to think. It's in one of our. Uh, I think it's in our in our text. Oh, yeah, I was. I was just like, dang. I 
So going back to the black and bougie, what is something that is clearly stunning that you've that you've seen in your real life that is clearly stunning that you've seen black people like, and I would say like middle class, middle upper class black people do that's clearly stunning. No, catch me up. Man, I don't even know where to start with you, man. I mean, plus social media, you know, people got to always take pictures where they somewhere. I got it. I got it. What I mean? So the question is, what is something that you know or you've seen or experienced that is clearly stunting? And and we're talking about like middle class, upper class black folks. Or just like like flexing for no fucking reason, just... Yes. Straight up shitting on my neighbors. Uh, yes. And you know the intent was to shit on my neighbors. You remember back in the day when uh, dudes had them uh, spinner chains? Yeah. And getting them busy. That, that right there. Because why? Why? <laughs> For what? what? So like, this is more of like, I just got it just because I got it. I can, I can do that. Then if you, I don't know if you've seen a uh, video on Twitter where Buddy got, uh, I think it was a Rolex or something in his hair. Tight, keeping his keeping his dress yeah, up as a hairstyle. Uh, yeah. I was, I was, I ain't no thief, but <laughs> Bro, I, I rode, I rode through there with some scissors and, a, and some black gloves and get buddy. You disrespectful. I remember <laughs> when I was like maybe like seventh, eighth grade. I used to get the East Bay books and look at all the shoes or whatever. Allen Iverson had some Reeboks, the questions right, and they were black. And they had like like gold in them, but the shoestrings had real diamonds on the shoestrings. And them bitches was like ten thousand dollars, and they were in the East Bay book. And in my head, I'm like, who gonna put diamonds on a sneaker? But I know for a fact somebody bought them. Yeah, that, that's just that's just what people do, and that just that just I've. And maybe I'm tripping and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like during that time period, I feel like that was where you just seen the most unnecessary stunning ever in my eyes, where it was just so much stuff that was just like, for what? I mean, that was a period where Pimp My Ride was on top, and they would put the most unnecessary stuff. Would never fix the car. Yeah, never fix the car. I mean, like the, the stunning, the mechanism of stunning seems to be so alive and well during that time period compared to now. Everybody just wants the jury and stuff, you know, that's the, but the unnecessary stuff. I feel like that was at an all time high during that period. Hey, yo, dog, we just put a fish tank in your console. <laughs> well, I watched a video the other day where this guy, I can't remember his name. I think he was, I think it was either on. Um, it might have been the 85 South, either 85 South or maybe Joe Budden's podcast or some other obscure podcast or, or an obscure podcast out there somewhere. But, you know, how Birdman is a notorious stunter. Hey, let me stop you. Let me stop. Let me stop you right quick. This was on uh, 85 South. I was about to bring this up. <laughs> I was when about that, to bring that up. When that nigga say, I don't know, so, oh, y'all seen it? I think I see. Oh, I, I think that was eighty five style. He was talking about how he said he was ever. What was it? Uh, it was bird. It was a. Uh, oh, they was, was all. They was. They was all in the club. They was. It was Birdman and like some other. Some other. I think uh, Diddy. Was it Puff? Diddy. Yeah. Diddy so was who came had, in. Yeah. So what but happened it was, was Birdman, Turk, and um, basically the Hot Boys before Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. And 
they was in the club. They was doing some shit. And they had, they all had Rolexes or whatever. And Diddy came in. Birdman had on two. Yeah, Birdman had on two. And so Rolex, the Rolexes they had, I think they ran like 20, 30 grand. But Diddy came in with a watch that was. It was a, it was an Amiri watch. Not Amiri, but. Um, yeah, Zane's the watch guy. It was a, uh, dang, what did, what did he say that? Was. I forget what he said it was, but he said he said it was worth like two mil or something. Yeah, like two mil. And from that moment on, when Diddy and, came and in, had, it ain't had no diamonds. And it had no diamonds in it. He stunned. He stunned on all of them. But it, it, he said, "Yeah, it, it's something like it's like worth two and a half mil or something. Something stupid." Yeah. And, and from that moment, Birdman was like another nigga would never stun on me ever. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the story of how he became the number one stunner. Number one stunner. Yeah, how he became stunner. <laughs> And he That's had been stunned because he had that that how, that Bentley that was worth how many minutes? He was always in the news for like stunning. Mm-hmm. Like, I do this just because I want to do this. Like I'm just I think like, my middle class number one stunner moment that I I haven't seen it yet, but it's gonna be to answer Chris's question. It's gonna be when Zane and his next house has this wall, and a quarter of the wall is just gonna be watches. Because <laughs> Zane got a watch yeah, collection. Look, he can't even say nothing that <laughs> he got this ever growing watch collection that y'all don't know. Don't even, don't even, don't even try. <laughs> so I ain't gonna cap that shit. Sounds dope. <laughs> it does sound like something I would do. <laughs> like he, he's gonna have this wall of watches, and then I'm gonna be like, oh, yep, that's it. That's the one. There it is. <laughs> that's where you watches is like a, like for some people watches is a passion like it's a you know what i'm saying that's a thing but like they also appreciate true yeah. until you bust it down but yeah so i'm talking about like exactly you your sole purpose of doing this is to shit on somebody or just be like yo look at me so i remember one time i was in panama city and you know, I could be exaggerating how high it was, but this was pretty. It was this was ridiculously unnecessary high. I, uh, um, this car was suspended and jacked up so high. I think Shaq could walk up under it like, while he was driving, and I'm just like, for what? Like, oh, I, it was seriously. He was driving around in it, and I'm just like, why are you sitting up this high? Like, for I think the. The most middle class stunt I actually ever seen, you know, for like no reason. Uh, I was in PC and this nigga was in, the, in his truck and he just stood out the sunroof because it was a standstill at traffic. He saw these chicks and he was like, Hey, baby, my credit score 720. Fuck with me. <laughs> and, and at that moment, you know, not to knock nobody's game who I was with, but I was like, you know what, man? I don't think, I don't think none of us got enough confidence to be here this weekend. <laughs> 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 Just canceled the whole trip. Because <laughs> he out here, he out here paying tuition. <laughs> nah, Panama City, that's where you see, like, most stunning going on in the world, like, you know, it's mostly with cars, but you just see a whole lot of just like for what? 
I don't know now. Atlanta and Miami got some some stunning going on too. Oh, Miami yeah. for sure. Oh yeah, oh. Miami. Oh yeah. Vegas open back up for real. Wait for it. So I had some uh, I had some coworkers actually go out to Vegas three weeks three weekends ago or something like that. Yeah, three weekends ago. They said on Friday it was like thirty percent capacity and was a max that they were allowing at the time. Literally by on, on Saturday, it was gonna be like they were really gonna open up in like full capacity, or whatever. By midnight, that bitch was packed out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, man. Like when we went in April, I mean, we was walking around looking at all the shit we knew we wouldn't finna do. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we we thought about going to Dreas. We was like, all right, man, let's go to Dreas. And they was telling us, well, the dance floor ain't open because of COVID restrictions, so you got to buy a booth. And we was like, all right, cool. You know, we thought about it. Then he told us the price. We was like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait a minute. You don't decide to go to Dre's when you're there. I would just say, yeah, I'm sure y'all figured that out the hard way. You don't no, 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 decide but check this out, though. <laughs> listen, listen, I'll check this out now. He said we got to get a booth. You know, your own enclosed space. And yeah. the dance floor ain't open. Yeah, yeah. We was like, wait, this, we didn't come to be, a, we ain't going to dress to be around us. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we can't club. pick nobody up off the dance floor. Like, fuck the, that. Uh, what was that club we went to? Not club. The hotel, was it the Venetian? The one with the carryover? Nice. Yeah. The so they, they got a nightclub in the middle of the, like, casino floor. Yeah. Yeah. And... And that one was like I think two three hundred dollars for us to get in there and get a booth. I mean, obviously we went for to do it because it was like one 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 thirty in the morning. Shit, it was later than that. <laughs> yeah, we was out. We <laughs> time on time doesn't time is nothing with you over there. Time is absolutely nothing over there. I don't think I think I ate. I think I was there like four days, four or five days, something like that. I can't remember, but I only ate like three times. This was crazy. It was fuel of alcohol and vibes. Yeah, alcohol and vibes is what people throughout the trip. Their man, it was just, it was just. That's why I'm glad I went during COVID. Man, let me tell you, it was just, it was just fast. It was, it was fast paced, and everything was slowed down at the same time. It was just vibes. I said, I'm supposed to be going out there in April. My uh, the bachelor party. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess so. This was also cold. It was just like let me make sure I read this right because I, I forgot who wrote down the note. But basically, it was just like how to how to have luxurious things without the vain and absorbent lifestyle. Now, I that I feel like. A lot of that is subjective, but I feel like people in general feel like they have to have. It's all, this is luxurious, and I don't live an exorbitant lifestyle. What, what, what is that? Your cigars? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I, like, I don't want them to fall out. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like, I feel like all of us in here probably excel a lot for like say he's in the training to be the most bougiest person walking the planet. But um, Vic is still alive. Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy is still alive. That's fucked up. 
anyway, <laughs> out of this, out of this subject matter, amateurs, you are definitely the bougiest person on this on this group. But what what I, what I'll say is like we, we're all pretty simple living people here for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. But like, it's still there's nothing wrong with wanting to, you know, be on a nice boat somewhere in a in a tropical place with some champagne and all that stuff. But it seems like people want to live that on a regular basis. furniture in the world or something like that I can just be chill and vibe out where I'm at like that that's basically what I'm talking I ain't gonna lie to you I want that but like eventually I'm not doing all that stuff like now right that's what that. like people yeah. are such a, in the fast like in a quick to do that to where they kind of you know backtrack financially mm-hmm. last, last weekend I was at my cousin's house for Memorial Day and they older, they like 49, 50, and we just chopping it up. And they was like, uh, if one of us hit the lotto, you know, just bless your cousin with whatever we're going to bless him with. And one of them asked, like, what, what would you do if you got X amount of millions of dollars? And they thought I was crazy because they was talking about, like, if you got, if you hit the lotto and you could retire like then right then at that moment mm-hmm. and i was like oh i'm moving back to Utah." they was like move back to Utah." i was like yes you niggas is crazy not me already <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> cost of living chief i don't need to do nothing <laughs> i'm already retired oh, and, like, and if i want to you know do something to put a little money in my pocket that's an area where the hardest part of me starting a business would be finding the person that owned that building. It's a big ass burger, dog. God damn. <laughs> well, how, I missed it. I don't know if that's the camera, but that nigga got a fucking Mondo burger. <laughs> got a Mondo burger, bro. Wait a minute. Where did you get a Mondo burger from? <laughs> Bro, the five guys, bro. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. It's the second time in two days somebody told me they had five guys. Might be a sign. Yeah, I'm going to get you some, bro. I got, I got these pork butt fries right now. What? So basically the author's point, right? Then this is what I'm really trying to bring this full service to, right? Being having a luxurious lifestyle is pretty subjective, right? But I think what most people miss, in my honest opinion, is luxurious lifestyle does not have to mean you have to have all these expensive cars, expensive watches, the biggest house in the world. To me, in my personal opinion of luxury, of luxury, what I truly have wanted, even when I moved here, I wanted, I wanted space, I wanted security, and I wanted peace. And at, to, up to this point, I have that because I have a pretty you know, my, my house is almost, I mean, not my house, my apartment is almost a thousand square foot. 
Like it's a pretty decent sized apartment, right? I have security. I don't have any problems with people breaking in stuff. I'm not living in a dangerous area and none of that stuff. I have peace because it's a pretty quiet apartment complex besides this train that rolls around and blows its horn with ungodly noise in the middle of the night. Everything else is straight. You That's live in a place where people commit crimes for fun, not out of necessity. <laughs> yeah, basically. But that doesn't happen where I'm at. I consider that a luxury, and I am not a rich person by any means. I don't live this resort lifestyle. I'm not always traveling, trying to save yeah. money. But what I, I consider, consider that a luxury. What I consider is, has any of y'all ever been to Razor House when I've been home? When you've been home with me? Yeah, you never been invited. Yeah, you, I ain't never been to you. You, know, you, never, you never invited me, dog. You never, you know, cut that shit out. <laughs> Don't you start that. <laughs> Do not start that. Anyway, the way his folks' house is set up is like it's nice, it's on land, but it ain't nothing super flashy or no crazy shit like that. It's just like it's just nice. Yeah, you know. Some of the biggest houses I've been to was uh, I was in Fort Stewart at the time. I can't remember the name of the town, but it's kind of off, like. Like it's one of those houses that's off like a highway. You know how it is in the country. We have those houses off. But this thing, this house is huge. It looked like it should have a moat around it. Okay. He had these <laughs> little palm, like seriously, he had these palm trees set up with this big yard and he had a basketball court and this this five-bedroom house, one story, laid out across the land. Lush. But it's obviously the land is cheap. So now if you seen the house across the street from my house, then that's a little bit much for where it's at. But that used to be the the, the dope man house, you know. I don't put nobody business out, but <laughs> you can see a mile, you can see a mile in each direction from his front porch. But you ain't hear that from me. <laughs> For me, two things: like, I, there's no amount of money that I'm gonna ever get to like retire right now, because I, I truly believe that humans are beasts of burden. Like, you gotta have purpose to live, you know, a healthy life, right? That's one. Oh, yeah. And then two, two for me, I just want convenience. Like money, money is convenience for me. That, that's mm-hmm. all it boils down to. So like, if you know, I, I, my sister's birthday was up today. I want to throw my sister's birthday part. Like, if I really wanted to do it with the type of money that I got, I would have to do all this planning and stuff like that. But with money, shit, I could have woke up the day of my sister's birthday party. I was like, well, let me get this shit together. Hey man, how much it would cost to get twenty thousand chicken wings? All right, bet let's do it. <laughs> like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Money is convenience to me. Soul food, man. You gotta go rewatch that. I <laughs> <laughs> say, don't we have a chicken wing shortage? <laughs> yeah, look at your hold ass. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? You hear about the chicken shortage? Yeah, yeah, we got a chicken shortage. We got a nationwide chicken shortage, man. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> I had no idea we was in a chicken shortage. He yeah, knew. He been eating chicken every day this week, not knowing. Me too. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I had a ten piece last night, but you know, yeah, it's been. Bro, I smoked. You know hey, I smoked like four chicken. or five pounds of wings like last week. You got smoke four or five pounds. Four or five pounds. Yeah. Who? Yeah. It's a lot of yard pound. Me, man. You got churn on your new belt. No, nah, I eat, bro. My coworker could be doing that shit, bro. He made yeah, like 15 steaks the other week, and it's only him, his wife, and his kid. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm stuck on that. You smoke that much chicken, dog. Yes. You eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 
I mean, it was I ate that and like some ate really just wings and some other stuff for my lunches through the week because like meal prep or whatever. But I just yeah, I smoke four five hours a week uh, of wings. I'm gonna do my very best. It's that, yeah. it's that shit women be complaining about. They can just eat whatever and not have to worry about it. She wanted me to do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best to, to get off of that five pounds of chicken. Wow, <laughs> it's too good, bro. I mean, I'm a wig. It's like Jesus Lord, like, you was man. That's why we have a chicken shortage. That makes sense. <laughs> Run to Walmart and buy all the damn chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Zane probably going all kind of places around this chicken. Wonder if he's still in a ketchup shortage. Yeah, I did. Because, bro, during the pandemic, when the restaurants was open, they had to give away all that goddamn, you know, motherfuckers throwing shit. 20 sauces in the bag when you don't eat ketchup. Like, oh, yeah. They stop doing that for real, though. They don't throw as many sauces in the bag as they used to, and that makes sense. But I do want to touch on, I do I do like what you said that. That's probably another word I left out convenience. I do like convenience because there's all kinds of stuff you want to do for other people, not just yourself, right? And that does require money. But that can be subjective to itself because for some people, it doesn't really, you can do stuff without a, a, just a ton of money, right? Like you can still throw stuff and all that. But time and effort is calculated into it, right? Like, yeah. like my previous example, if I want to do something like, you know, decent for my sister, I could do it. I just would have had to plan ahead of time, you know, maybe a month, a couple weeks ahead of time. But when you got like money, money, and you can do shit last minute, bro. Like. Hey, like I for example, five, uh, yeah, like that kind of yeah. stuff. You know, and then you know, hundred pounds of oxtails. How fast can you have it? Hey, that's you know, the rest, Who never does that? Got some money. Zane got a meat sweats, big ass burger. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone, bro. <laughs> bro, I wonder if I can get a Mondo burger T-shirt. <laughs> I mean, oh, somebody had a five pounds of chicken, he's still eating a five-guy big burger, bro. Like, oh, you got tired of chicken. <laughs> the wings is gone, bro. Yo, on a com- complete side note, freshman year, they had Nathan's in the studio something. Yeah. That is the greasiest burger you're going to ever get in your damn life. Yeah. Oh, fucking well, Nathan's you ever had a fat something? burger? I ain't never had a fat burger, but Nathan's oh, in the studio yeah. something. You Boy, eat one yeah. of them joints. You go, your thoughts are going to be in slow motion. Go to the grocery store. Go to the frozen food action and get get you some fat burgers, bro. Bro. About an you, inch thick, man. Bro, you it's remember the grease. Oh, no. Wait, the grease that you finna come up off of them all? <laughs> What's Wait, up, you remember, the, you remember them uh, burgers from the uh, from the bridge, bro? Them just yeah. had you in a coma. Yeah. Because they didn't even put them bitches on buns. They just put them on two uh, toasted, <laughs> two, toasted pieces of bread. Bro. Toasted pieces of bread. <laughs> straight off the fucking grill. <laughs> Burger beats hot as fuck. Flat spatula, too. So ain't no hose in it. So the grease Mm-mm. can't get through. Can't it's just get straight. <laughs> Everything from the from uh, Cambridge was heavy, though. I mean, I fucked with it. But. That all that shit was like, you eat, it's time to go now. Mm-hmm. Good for the soul. Not for the body, but good for the soul. Man. So I, I, I'll pose this question, y'all. Like, do y'all have a sense of urgency at all? Damn, the volume went up. 
The volume went out. Hey, is it did him? I think so. It might just be him. Oh, dang, yeah, it's probably just him. But uh, yeah, I wonder if his headphones died. It's 2021, <laughs> nigga, why your headphones still got batteries? <laughs> First of all, everything got batteries. It just ain't got, like, double-A batteries in my shit. <laughs> Say, well, I don't know what happened, bro. These some cheap-ass Sony headphones. See, <laughs> when I get money, I'm going to get some damn humans to be in two different places and just say that shit across the spectrum, just call each other. Nigga, I just, Willingham, we on a Zoom call, I'm gonna pay a nigga to sit by Willingham and then call the nigga and he gonna send that shit to me. Wait. <laughs> you just created a job. And you know what? That's, that's the type of thinking that stimulates the economy. You're a patriot, sir. You're a true patriot. So... <laughs> You don't want to be on the phone with somebody yourself. <laughs> you gonna pay somebody to be on the phone with the nigga that you on the phone with. Bro, for some for some people, for some people, that's what their personal assistants do. <laughs> they just I'm already, they mitigate I'm, all the human contact. I'm already laundering damn money through invisible statues, nigga. I can't be on the phone. <laughs> you, you. Oh, before it slipped my mind, so it's this app speaking of investments and fractional shares and property value and shit. It's an app called Otis. So if y'all, I, I'm on it. I haven't started on buying stuff yet, but it's got stuff on there where you can buy like fractional shares of artworks. And then when they sell, you get a kickback, but they got, they got sneakers on there. I don't know shit about sneakers. <laughs> I know sneaker heads, but they'd be like, yeah, I guess it'll be kind of fine. I'll just be like, I need more than kind of fine, nigga. Like, when these bitches sell, like, how much am I going to work, mate? But they got trading cards on there. Uh, like, uh, during the Super Bowl, they had Tom Brady rookie card on there. Yeah, I think right now. And I get notifications and stuff. So that's something y'all can check out if you're interested. Otis, O-T-I-S is what it's called. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I Oh, that on there earlier, Legion podcast. I think somebody was talking about that. I don't know if y'all familiar with them, but I know it was it was an episode. They was talking about artwork and investing in that and stuff like that. Hey man, always make your money work for you, dog. If your ass going to work 40, 50, 60 hours a week, make sure your money going to work too. I'm trying. I'm trying to work on that myself, man. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of moving forward, man. I don't want to come to me, dog. I want to grow some feet and run me. You feel me? I'm just. I'm tired. <laughs> Man, tired of chasing, man. Tired of chasing. If you don't know anything, just throw that shit in the mutual fund, bro. Preferably one that tracks the S&P 500. Yeah. I just got some Disney the other day while it's down. BP is down to under $30 a share. Just, you know, put that out there. Yeah. I'm just waiting that. in the news to see who going to go, who going to make that investment to jump on this electric thing. Because battery power, battery technology is getting there. You got the people producing the vehicles and the things that get in there, but the infrastructure piece is still a piece that is missing in this equation. You know what I mean? Like to charge your electric vehicle, it, it's still kind of, it's not as uh, ubiquitous as gas stations. Whoever lay down that infrastructure will get these electric charging stations everywhere you see gas stations and shit. That's who, that's that's the growth right there. Yeah. So, and, and I'm waiting to hear that shit in the news so I can, so I can get after that. So we got on by uh, Keon. Yeah, Keon, he uh he actually works for a company that's like essentially they're doing that just that. So out of the he works in see one of them eastern country uh up oh shit countries states. I can't really remember uh, which one it is. Virginia, Virginia. 
Oh yeah, right, right, right. He uh, he worked, he worked in Virginia. He moved up there, but um, he doing real well for himself. He said that a lot of a lot of their business is like really booming. It's a new, it's like a new startup, new earth startup. It's not like super new. I think it's been around for maybe eight years or so. He said they just they looking for more people to hire because they're getting a lot more business than what they can handle right now. So, Especially after what just happened in Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Also, um, if you're looking for a electric vehicle other than Tesla to invest in, let me see if I can pull it up right. Rivian? N-I-O. N-I-O. Yeah, it's a company out of uh, China. See, the China Japan one, but they are like, <clears throat> they getting backed a lot and they, like China already pretty much has that infrastructure. Well, they're light years ahead of the U.S. So they don't stop doing shit. Did I tell y'all today about the documentary I watched? Well, basically, China has thrown the Earth off its natural axis because <laughs> they built up so much and it's so heavy as a country that it's very minute, but it's become so heavy from them building up so many cities so fast and constantly and not stopping and continuing to do it that it's fucking tilted the earth a little bit you know what's crazy bro the earth never gains any weight the fbi can kick all our fucking (laughs) doors think about it though because like for real think about it it don't matter what we build it was already on earth beforehand All right, so I'm a, I'm a bike. I'm a bike. <laughs> you legitimately got a point there. You know, I'm trying to wrap my mind around You know, matter is neither created nor destroyed. And what I'm saying. But that's in the universe. Like, we talking about here. Like, Well, I, so I had an idea. I read some shit, right? So I had an idea. So... There was like an article because I, I like like futurology shit. There was an article that said the the world's first trillionaires are gonna be probably the people who get the technology to land on asteroids and mine asteroids for natural resources that you can't get or that that are not as prevalent on Earth. Yeah, that's scary. Right? The shit they tearing up Africa to try to get amounts of. You, so you you pretty much talking about bringing up uh, what what movie Avatar Unobtainium. Yeah, I can't remember right now. Or or like on um, except it was not trying to destroy the Earth. Apocalypse, not apocalypse. Was the movie where Bruce Willis and them went up on space and they drilled into Armageddon? Yeah, Armageddon. So in in that scenario, you bringing shit off an asteroid, then you are adding weight. You know, depending on the 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 amount of resources you bring it back to you, not to the Earth. Technically, asteroids do still hit the Earth. So every now and again, the Earth does have a donut. Okay. Something like that. Like it could be like a little tiny asteroid the size of a bullet. You just outside it, you know, to take you on out. Like it's kind of scary too. So I didn't know up until last year, a couple years ago, I was like, what happened to like asteroids in the planet? Because I hadn't heard about that for a while. And somebody was like, oh, that's what all them satellites up there is for to shoot them shits down so they don't fucking up. not shoot them down but break them up yeah. so they don't I don't believe that at all 
Uh-huh. I don't believe that at all. I mean, they got weaponized uh, satellites. That is a thing. <clears throat> I mean, I feel you. But like, all of them? Well, probably not all of them. Some slip through. Percentage? What? Like what percentage? And it, like, I don't know. I didn't look. I didn't look too deep into it. They was just like, oh yeah, that's that's some that's a thing that they have. At. They have satellite weaponized satellites to keep something that's too big from. What did they say? There wasn't there a concern a couple of years ago where they was worried about this huge asteroid that was supposed to like actually like come down and wreck. Like, well, we that, probably know what happened. And the FBI comes and kicks my door in. The earth is flat, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) They spotted, didn't they spot a UFO there? Or no, they they couldn't rule out. I think I I saw news yesterday. And uh, apparently, I guess the Pentagon Pentagon couldn't rule out like that they did or did not see, uh, you know, a UFO. Uh, They didn't know what it was. See, that's literally the definition of a UFO, an yeah. unidentified flying object. Like right. that, that shit yeah. could have been, right. you know, Al Jazeera or whoever, you know, Hamas threw some shit in the air. And <laughs> or George Cousin fuck up in the mountains. <laughs> right. Modify his drone. That was who who did that do right? Al Jazeera or Hamas or whoever. <laughs> My man went straight to <laughs> Like, it's fucked up because he pronounced that stuff. He pronounced them correct. Right. That's what makes it. <laughs> like you want to like say that's fucked up, but he was like, man, he's political. That was actually pretty politically correct. But but I, I like I feel like if you like if I let Cam hear you say that shit. Like you, yeah, by definitive purpose, yeah, UFO is just what it is, an unidentified flying object. But I think that they was, you know, in the way they presented it, it's just like it could have been an alien aircraft or something. But with the way technology is advancing, the way other countries around the world are just, you know, zooming up, it could have been somebody spying. Like, um, uh, yeah, I watched another documentary about that too. They was like, yeah, sometimes some of those are like they might be aliens, but a lot of the times we probably fifty fifty shot. It was like, yeah, sometimes it's just another military's uh, like aircraft that hasn't been identified. And it's like a spy craft, and they just, you know, it's easier to let people think. Oh, you bring me in as opposed Bro, to rest of the world coming for your butthole. The U.S. They they, they 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 us by a mile when it comes to that kind of stuff. Oh, what? Like in terms of like their technology, their drones, their military capabilities, like their technology. Oh, no. they, we still ahead. They kind of trash. Some no, some of them are like. Some of them are, but like for the mm-hmm. most part, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, 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 yeah. Most, yeah, most no, no, most are not ahead of us. But like a lot of them, like the way they they're so invested, because like it be real in the U.S., we're not like collectively anyway, we're not as invested in it like other countries are. A lot of countries are more in line. Boom, this is what you're gonna do. This is what you're gonna do. This is what you're gonna do. Here we're all free willy nilly and not as invested. We got our top people, our people who want to do it. That keeps all of us afloat. That helps us stay along. But in terms you. of everybody else, they had a most of my shot dog. Oh Lord, have mercy! Just for the record, everybody who's watching, I am for a two-state solution. Wait, what? You for what? a two-state solution? Two-state solution. Please break that down for us. Oh, because you know Hamas is like one of the the combatants in the conflict uh between, between Israel, Israel and, and Palestine. Palestine. Palestine, yeah. Palestine yeah 
So uh, yeah, I'm for a two-state solution. We can live together in harmony and peace. Oh, okay. They can. I mean, like, uh, look, I said, I say this shit just like I told somebody else asked me what did I think the solution would be, and to make a long story short, and it's gonna sound fucking terrible, but there's no non-terrible way to explain this. Basically. <laughs> Basically, what would have to happen would be like a modern day colonization type thing where like another country decided, well, since y'all can't get y'all shit together, we're going to sneak in here and, and take your shit. This, this is the way I see it, right? You have a UN, all right? You have a United Nations, right? So you just, Israel, Palestine, let's get together. Let's just go ahead and hammer this shit out, right? If y'all can't come to a conclusion, we're going to go to arbitration. United Nations gonna mm-hmm. arbitrate, and then y'all just gotta live with whatever we come up with. If y'all can't come to a conclusion, and if y'all can't come to a conclusion, we got these three what, white what, guys over no, here called need, Russia, Great Britain, and the U.S. Who do that. Is the, to take is, your shit? What is the punishment? <laughs> but here's my thing, right? We, we, we do a ceasefire. We do a ceasefire, right? Okay. We come to a resolution, and the first one. That crosses the line, we glass their ass. <laughs> Scorch earth. We ain't got time for this shit no more, bro. Boy, oh my God. <laughs> no, I wasn't thinking that far. I was going to be like, just give them to somebody else. <laughs> See, I- I'm all about peaceful conflict resolution. But then you got to have lines somewhere. And when you cross the line, it has to be harsh. Well, see, so, a lot of their problem is is like, is both of them are habitual so that, line steppers. That's great <laughs> up until you start going line further line. down, up until you get to the general populace, because that's where a lot of the issue is. Like the people yeah. up at the top do want. They want to resolve this shit because it's been going on for too fucking long and they tired. But like the general populace is like, it's. I, I get that piece, right? The state yeah. and then the civilians and the citizens are two totally different organizations. Right? Yeah. So I'm just talking about on the state side. And if the states can play nice, but the citizens can't, we didn't got, we didn't went into other countries for other organizations on the, the, on the request of the state. True. Yeah, we've been in the Middle East on the request of Iran and Iraq for a long ass time. Hell, we should have been in Africa, times. All, all kinds of countries. So if ISIL, you know, these other organizations or any organization that come up that want to, like my boy said, from Shadas, you know, just fuckery, like, go ahead and glass <laughs> their ass. <laughs> Clean that shit out. We are anti. This is an anti-war crime podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but we will. We are pro fuck shit up. We, we reserve the right to whoop your ass. That's that. We ain't gonna exercise it like we want to, but we reserve the right to do so. You get out of line, we'll put you right back in line. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel about it, man. Yeah, like, I think I do think third party intervention is gonna have to be like it's gonna have to be like you know. No, no, Great Britain come up and be like, hey, you got some nice shit you got over here. <laughs> it's a real nice spot. This it ain't even real, a whole be lot a of shame if somebody took it. <laughs> I, if, if I'm not mistaken, I think that whole little area is like the size of like Vermont and New Hampshire put together. Yeah, like it ain't tiny. a whole lot. It's, of it's really tiny. It's more, it's more historic. It has more like value on 
papered and like and, it has more cultural value than it does like geographical value. And I feel that I, I you know, I, I, I'm not on nobody's side. They really? make it to the Dutch. Say what? They should give it to the Dutch. The niggas who pioneered I feel like they were... slavery around the world. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they need to be, they owe some money. <laughs> they owe some reparations to a whole lot of people, man. Well, they apologized. They Which, did apologize. They did apologize with some more money. They they pencil stuff up. I don't know <laughs> what they like afterwards. You know what? I know they're not as bad as France, Great Britain, and the U.S. I know that much. So it's almost like the Dutch start like they started it, and then they pulled back. They saw what everybody else was doing. Like, whoa! I tell you what. <laughs> even though Germany apologized and paid reparations, we should give them one more task. They <laughs> they gotta fix this. <laughs> 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 you, you you don't let you don't antagonize Germany, huh? You know they technically they, they, they get started. They get started. <laughs> <laughs> they take the war effort seriously. Well, they already they already using biochemical uh, weapons on each other over there. So there's a lot of steps that's already been skipped. You can write a human narrative from the beginning <laughs> to the end through the eyes of conflict. Right. If somebody bought this book, we talking about the the history of humans through the eyes of conflict. And if somebody bought the book, I'm, I bet cash money the highlights of shit Germans did. <laughs> U.S. coming in a close second. A great Britain. Britain, Great Britain, immediately. You well, definitely bad. Great Britain. But you know what? Like I don't even know if. Great Britain, from a historical standpoint, if Great Britain shit is like, I know, I think it's more relevant because it's more recent, but we talk about empires all the time. Hell, Alexander the Great, shit, I don't even know where he's from. And he took over ass of shit. Persia, I think, if I remember correctly. He he was Persian. Yeah, so Iran, modern day Iran. Okay, so he's Persian, Macedonian, okay. But like, but I tell you, who really was on the the path, Genghis Khan. He now, took a, he almost took half the planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was really picking the brain for real. Picking the brain, picking the brain. That was. <laughs> oh no! Hold on. Uh, Alexander the Great was actually Greek or Macedonian. Yeah, Macedonia. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, man. Like, but like, at, so to back up my my earlier point, it has to be Great Britain because with with, with all the conquests and stuff, like. We, I understand, like, countries have taken over and, like, wanted to control the whole world, but... Nobody's done it like them. They did it. Yeah, they did it. They actually for, did for it. For all <laughs> intents and purposes, the sun never set on the British Empire. That was a fact. No, that was actually <laughs> never, a fact. It never set. That, is, that was a fact, bro. The like, British that's the thing. never had the West Coast of the United States. That's fair. But as far as they know, that was... You know, all bad juju land. No, nah, it was natives in, in California and Arizona and stuff like that, for sure. Bad juju that was that was that was Spain's best kept secret. <laughs> <laughs> now they did have Hong Kong, which is relatively speaking a lot closer. But I guess they couldn't really all the way get through Russia. Right, even if they didn't take it, their influence pretty much reached. 
everywhere. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Great Britain, they, it, Great Britain. I would love to like read the history on Great Britain because um, I'm I, got, I went and bought an Xbox like a couple months ago, and I uh, only bought two games, and one of them I hadn't even opened yet. So I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, mm. and I didn't know that the Vikings had came into Great Britain and was doing a whole lot of fuckery, right? Oh yeah, bro. You know, seen Vikings. The first wow. episode, them niggas run into like northern, uh, I think like the northern UK, burn a monastery and kill everybody for nothing. <laughs> just well, they I do a lot of this in this video game. But <laughs> I said all that to say this: like there were different ethnic groups in Great Britain before the Britons won. Like the motherfuckers were fighting amongst themselves well before they started conquering the rest of the world. Yeah. But like, they did it. If you're curious to hear somebody's theories and hypotheses, there's a book by Jared Diamond called Gun, Germs, and Steel. And he basically lays out his hypothesis on why European countries were able to colonize the rest of the world instead of countries like, you know, from Africa or South America or Asia. Pretty good book. Well, to be fair, to be they, fair, <laughs> them Asian countries did try. They did. They, tried. they did. Cause oh. they tried. It didn't go, but Genghis almost did it. And like half the people in the world, his descendants. He was just too short. He was just too short. Yeah. <laughs> bro, that's really, I'm bro. I'm being. No, that was. <laughs> Wait, did he might not have been too short? They measure height differently back then because come to find out, Napoleon actually wasn't that short. Like he'd probably be like my height or like one of y'all's height. He wasn't terribly short. Well, I'm five eleven. I think I'm short. So. He's closer to like five between like five six five nine. Ish. I'm trying to look it up now. Hold on. <laughs> and that's another thing that blows my mind too, bro. Like, so you got these countries who still recognize the Queen of England as like their royal figure. You know, it ain't got no real weight, but they recognize it. Like, it's some shit they do in the government. It's just the, the royal family, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. The motherfuckers a long way away for me to be like, oh, they they my king and queen. Like, I question that since like but, my first history class. <laughs> but like, see the 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 issue with that is since those countries don't necessarily like they have their own governing bodies, but the the overarching entities in those in those countries have always been. The royal family, or the, not the royal family, but like the empire. Yeah, the the the, the regents. Empire. They've always been the regents of the empire. Right. So any cool. country, any country that has or has had the uh, Union Jack in the corner. So like mm-hmm. Bermuda, for instance, is yeah. the British territory. They still recognize the royal family as being like their main governing body. But they're just so it's it's such a ingrained. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Mindset mm-hmm. or like esta- establishment? All, already been in been in the history, and 
that a lot most countries aren't even thinking about trying to take over or establish their own governing governing entities. I feel that. And I understand that completely. I just think from like a historical standpoint, like me knowing who I am today, like let's just say I was some rich dude from Bermuda and they was like, well, you know, we got to run this by the queen. I was like, that bitch ain't here. <laughs> I'm here. Like, no, nah, y'all run this shit by me. Like for real, think about this concept. You got somebody who's quote unquote the queen of the king that's thousands of miles away. Yeah, it's gonna take weeks to get to the to hear back from the speech too. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna do some shit. And if they get worried about it and send a fleet, I got time. Fuck it. Like, like, but like this for me is like, look, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to show me. Now, if that ends in me death, then fine, but you're gonna have to show me. Imagine, imagine the fear that has that has to be ensued upon even just saying the name the queen. That that would have to stop you from doing whatever it was you're doing. I want to survive long. <laughs> okay, at least you can admit that. You, 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 you got pride. I like that. I, I, I get respect there. Like, what you, what you gonna do? You all the way over there. <laughs> I remember watching uh the like the TV adaption of the Odyssey in school because we had read the Odyssey and then mm-hmm. now they had like a little TV series and uh-huh. they had like videotaped it, so we saw it all in one shot. And there's this part of the Odyssey where. He in like the middle of the ocean. I think that's when they they let out that bag of air and then it's throwing them off track. And Poseidon got this big ass nasty rainstorm bearing down on him. And instead of him being like, stop, please, he was like, you know what? Fuck y'all. <laughs> I know y'all gonna squash me, but fuck y'all. Like that type of defiance. I love that shit. <laughs> I love that shit. So all right. Alexander. I love it to a certain extent. Napole- Napoleon was five six. Genghis Khan was five eight. Adolf, Adolf Hitler was five nine. Louis, the, oh, what is that? That is the uh, X- XIV is the fourteen. XV one is sixteen. Yeah, yeah. So Louis the sixteenth was six four. I told you, Dominguez was not actually as short as history tried to make Dominguez be. I mean, comparatively though, Napoleon uh, Napoleon was five. He was he's shorter than I am now, and I'm not the tallest guy in the world. He wouldn't fight nobody. He had his cronies. And that's another yeah. thing, too. Like, if I was Napoleon's, like, third or second in command or some shit, I would have killed that nigga in his sleep. Man, get your ass up out of here. Little motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> he, almost, he almost succeeded <laughs> twice. Oh, I think I think of I think of all the like conquerors. He's the most impressive to me because he almost succeeded twice. Like he did that shit twice, the exact same way. The nigga got out of prison. Nigga <laughs> <laughs> got out of prison and just did the exact same. Didn't miss a beat. Didn't miss. The only thing he did different was he didn't have to recruit the niggas because they was already ready. He <laughs> broke out of I forgot what the prison was called. It's in uh. Count of Monte Cristo, that prison on the island. But the nigga got out and almost took over the world with the fucking French. No disrespect to France. <laughs> All disrespect to France. <laughs> on the other side of history, I fought with them Zoles down in Haiti. Them niggas said, nah, dog. And they rebelled and then they asked, won their own independence. France and- still owed them a fuck ton of money. 
We ain't gonna talk yes. about that. That definitely get the FBI on our damn doorstep. <laughs> France still owe them niggas a bunch of money. <laughs> so, which I read somewhere, and I don't know how true it is, because Napoleon suffered so much defeat and and hate and lost so much money. That was one of the reasons why he sold the Louisiana Purchase to the United States to get that bread back. Huh. So, the niggas tan shit up and hated Salute. was the domino that knocked over, you know, manifest destiny for the Americans. Salute to the Haitians. It's kind of, but. It's kind of similar how uh, China could never expand further west because they could never, like, they could never get Korea, like the Korean Peninsula, they could never get it. They right. could never get it. They would always send people in, but, so, you know, on 300, how they was tunneling in, so mm-hmm. Korea's a small country, you know, compared, it's comparatively small compared to China, so they were sending, it was basically funneling their own people into this small area, and Korea would just have to stay there and fight wave after wave after wave and then eventually China just gave up because it was just like we keep we we losing thousands by the day <laughs> you so you know how you know how hated you have to be to get a country that already has its internal issues to stop what they doing <laughs> and say no 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 fuck y'all we we, we hold, hold on we, we we gonna handle our business later let's kill this now. Let's kill this. <laughs> they and that's why Palestine and Israel need a China. Where on the street is they no. got a China. So, so, but, but you know, before we, before we wrap this up, though, we've been on here for a minute. I want to know, based on everything that y'all have said, if we can bring this back somehow full circle to what we talked about at the beginning. Think about that question. I, you a chance to do that because I feel like there's something we can take. From the historical context of bringing this back around to how those platforms can live this luxurious lifestyle, or whether we should, be, hmm, is there a way that we can bring this around full circle? I really just, forgot that's what we started. Just ask the question oh. you was going to ask us. Wasn't you going to ask earlier? Like, what would, how would we? Feel, oh, do we feel any um urgency? Yeah, yeah. Is there a really a sense of urgency at this? Do point? what? To live a luxurious lifestyle. Is there any sense of urge? Because I like think about it, right? It's pretty subjective. To in the author's their fish mission, if he was to get a wealth of money, he is going back to Indian town. Oh, yeah, most people, but see, most people would say that is not luxurious. Why not? Well, see, I, and I I can I can say like I, I do kind of have a sense of urgency for it, but but it's for I'm racing my parents. And the fact that, like, so my dad's about to retire, and I'm pretty sure my mom's like close. I'm racing my parents because I want to see them legitimately have no issues before they die. And I know it's 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 pretty far away because both of them are ridiculously healthy. It's kind of it it pisses me off to be honest, but (laughs) I just want to I just want to be able to make like to make sure my parents don't have a care for anything or have or want or need anything before they die. So I'm racing that. So, it, and, and I guess, I guess what amount of money and what amount of lifestyle is pretty subjective. Cause I mean, let's just be honest. And now y'all can disagree with me. It doesn't require to have a boatload of money. It doesn't require billions of dollars to do that. It doesn't require millions of dollars to do that. It just, I mean, it, it just depends on how you are. I'm, I'm more of a simple person. 
me personally. I think most of us here are pretty simple, except for Arthur. He's in training to not be a simple person. In training. training, yeah. You're just actively working on this, and I respect it. You know, it, it's, it's very tolerable it's and up. very likable. I like it. You, you, need, you need that balance. It's okay. I want to smoke yeah. the finest cigars with you, though. I do. <laughs> we, can, we can smoke the most luxurious cigars on a boat, oh. if possible. To answer your question about urgency, and, and it's piggybacking on what Zane said, your life is going. And there's going to be certain things in your life that once it happens, it's never going to happen again. Mm -hmm. So you, you're talking about having the resources to do things. Uh, so, for example, right, my mom and my brother um, went to New York for Memorial Day weekend. It was my first time. It was the first time my mom was in New York in almost 30 years. I didn't really quite have the resources to go up there last minute because uh, it was some plans. Kenny was supposed to come down here and uh, it was miscommunication. He ended up going somewhere else. And I found out like too late. So I didn't really have the money to buy like a last minute plane ticket, take off work, all that stuff. I ain't gonna never get that moment back out. You know what I mean? So in that case, in that regard, there is a sense of urgency. Yeah. Uh, but then on the flip side of the coin, I mean, I've been a poor black dude from Alabama my whole life, so I ain't in a rush. Yeah, that's my thing. That's similar to that. That's my thing too. Like, I ain't never, I ain't man, I ain't. I'm, I'm from fucking Podunk. There's a cesspool that you smell every morning in my hometown when you walk out the fucking door, and you can hear the cheese plant cranking up around the corner. It ain't no, I don't have an urgent bone in my body for this life shit. Like, cause it's gonna come at you. It's gonna, it's always gonna come, no matter how fast you move, it's always gonna come faster. And you that's do 180, why, that bitch gonna do a 720. It's gonna skip 360 and go straight to 720. And uh, that's why people call you laissez faire. But anyway, stop, shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's a, it's a little bit of a sense of urgency yeah. just cause for, uh, I'm similar to Zane, where I just like I kind I want to see my parents be straight. Yeah. Uh, my old man finna get married at sixty plus years old. Uh, another conversation for another day. Um, but you know, it'd be nice if my mama ain't have to pay no bills, or she ain't have to worry about. Yeah, just ain't really ain't have to pay no bills at all. Actually, just if I could just put that shit away. Uh, but if I get it, up until I can get to that point, I would love to rush to that point. But up until I get it, all I can do is just make progressive steps towards it. It's not, I don't feel a sense of urgency. Just, or I'll put it like this. I was telling somebody the other day, she was like, they was like, you ever just wake up in a panic? I said, no, never. And if you do do that, I don't know how you get anything done. I was like, I can't wake up in a panic, like wake up and already my heart running two miles. No, fuck that. Fuck that. The house on fire. Like you wake up and you react and then you get in a panic. Nah, waking up in it. No, hell no. For what? I'm going to die. <laughs> I've seen horror movies. You move too fast. That's how I don't know if y'all ever seen Tucker and Dale versus Evil. But it was this dude running from what he perceived to be a monster, and he impaled himself 
He was running so fast, bro. He impaled himself like four feet down a log. <laughs> I remember that. I remember seeing that. I think I watched that movie with you. <laughs> he was hauling ass, looking behind him, and mind you, he was going downhill. Yeah, but he still went like four feet down an eight foot log. It's definitely unnecessary. <laughs> like, it's, it's, there's a sense of urgency, but there's an air of urgency. Like, I can smell it, but to say, no, I don't feel it just, just yet. Yeah, along our journeys, we can still have fun. I think we're, when we're, what we're all talking about, what we agree on is a much bigger picture thing, right? Not exactly just, man, I got to, you know, buy this now, have this now, have this now, just got to have it. So we're looking for a bigger sense of, uh, a bigger picture, more fulfillment, because we can still have fun along our journey. I mean, hey, <laughs> me and Durag went to strip club the day before Thanksgiving, man. <laughs> you can't make that kind of stuff up. Like, that was To fun. be fair, like, I think I've heard Thanksgiving is like the best time to go to the strip club. Like, we, we had fun. It wasn't the best strip club, but it was fun. Like, it was just like that kind of stuff. Like, when you just do stuff along the way without having this is urgent, you just out here to just work and just live when you can. That's cool, but we're, we're all focused on bigger picture things. But that's, that's also, I also think that people need to focus on our group. No, I can say people in general, but I guess it's we care about us. I also you know, think it comes along the way. Think, think. I also think it come down to like where you, like kind of your background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if if you use some of these, let's use some of these forex people. Nobody specifically, but some of these people you see doing forex, bro. Like they are burning through basically everything they ever wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like is they making all this money, <clears throat> but it's they immediately or make not making all this money. They immediately burning through oh, using crazy. using this to do everything they ever wanted to do all the time, and they just burn. I feel like they're burning themselves out like real fast on life. I like that hell. I want to live fast, die young. Shit, if I get everything <laughs> done by forty. Burn I do your folks so like that, goddamn. I ain't trying to go to your phone. We all gonna have to go. You know what I mean? Like, but I don't but, think I don't, I don't mean like in the terms of like life and death. But I think it more along the lines of like they burning through, like they man, burning I'm through. Stress their, people, I'm a stress free person. I want to be as stress free as possible. To be honest with you, my dad cool with me just sitting here chilling. I'm cool. Yeah, but I just still got here and still live though. So. I've been a poor boy from Alabama, but I ain't never been down bad to where I need to go to New. If I had the money, I still probably wouldn't go to New York, Vegas, LA, do all this shit in the same year. But I'm seeing people do that, and I'm just like, well, if that's what you wanted to do, you do that. But you, you know, boredom is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Don't burn yourself out of passion, and then you end up having to, because <clears throat> that's how people become adrenaline junkies. They burn through all the shit they want to do. And then you, I don't know if this was where, I don't know if last episode was where I used it. Uh, it's like heroin. You're always chasing that dragon, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes I, sense. Because yeah. like, if you, you start knocking stuff off your bucket list, bucket list super early. Oh, you got us the bucket left. <laughs> yeah, ain't nothing, ain't nothing really left. So, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, I mean, so like for me, right? You know, I'm, I'm actively like trying to do shit that you know I want to do. I'm scratching off bucket list shit all the time. But like, it just goes back to what I said. You got to be a beast of burden. Like, you got to have some kind of purpose. Like, mm-hmm. if I had a whole bunch of bread, 
and work wasn't something I needed to do, I would go back and be a college and career counselor and coach basketball. That's what I would do with my time. I make sure these, these little Negroes get into school, trade school uh, or career and, and take ownership of that whole process and coach basketball. And that's all I do. That's all I would do. I, I ain't trying to be no mogul, no entrepreneur, none of that shit. Like, you know, you know, you want to invest and have assets to continue bringing a cash flow in, but that'd be my purpose. All right, but see, that's still feeding into your passions. What Arthur's talking about, all the, the, the people that are burning through these, like, different things that they're doing now, like, while they're, quote-unquote, young, they're going through all these, they're going through all these, so, quote-unquote, passions that, and when they get to the end of it, they either grow bored of it, or they just don't, they legit just don't even want to do it anymore. Now that they're yeah, bored, they just don't want to do it anymore. They running themselves out of purpose, I feel like. Right. Cause I see motherfuckers talking about, yeah, who else got enough? You know, who else retired at twenty eight? For what? You got a whole another lot. Like you got a whole life to live. Like that's why I don't out. believe money is the root of all happiness. That's why I don't believe that. That's why I firmly don't believe that. Money makes a lot of things better. Don't get me wrong. I, we all love bug on money, but it's not the root of all happiness. But those exact reasons that you all just. Well, see, here's the thing. Even if I did retire at twenty nine, or I'm twenty nine now, or even. Six you years, stuff you six years, do. 30, 35. I, I don't like being like, I don't like sitting down. Like I, I'm always on the move. Like I know I coach soccer. We all know I coach soccer. Like I'm always, I, I want to play soccer. Like whenever, whatever I do, I want to be around the game. So I'll do something with that. I like, I have a bunch of different things that I like to do. So even if I do retire, I'm still going to do some type of work that it might be the most menial attached, but I like I like to move. I like being around people. Like I'm gonna be doing something to where I'm, I'm still fed. Like my like my soul is still fed some type of way. Right, because even though we're not trying to chase the money as much anymore, we're still looking for fulfillment. We're still trying to get that purpose to keep ourselves going. That's what we should be doing as humans. I'm tired right now. I'll probably go do some Anthony Bourdain type shit. Just just go travel and talk to people. Mm -hmm. Let's go get some coffee. <laughs> Go get some fish. Go buy some shit we don't know how to cook and learn how to cook it. Oh, Mr. McBitch over here doing all this whispering. <laughs> Staying Latham over here. <laughs> J. Jonah Negro. I got you, bro. I, I, yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. And I'm not on no damn path. The <laughs> fucking the bougiest person in the world. Yes, you are. I just, I just feel like it's important. Look, let me tell you. Okay, let me tell you, my on, let me tell you my philosophy on this stuff, bro. So, like, whole board from Uniontown, smart dude. Going, you know, I moved away from home. You never know what type of people you gonna interact with. So, I feel like it's important to have, like, at least for me. If I can, you know, just experience and do a bunch of stuff just because sometimes it's not. I don't mind an awkward conversation, but everybody got something they can. Well, not everybody. Some people just don't want to talk. And that's fine. But it don't. Awkward conversations are some shit that can absolutely like 90 percent of the time be avoided if you have a bunch of stuff 
because there's always somebody to relate to. If I can sit down and talk to somebody older than me about cigars or about good scotch or somebody my age about the game or relationships, or if I sit down nine times out of 10, if I'm talking to women, we talk about food or traveling or kids or something like that. Like it's a bunch of stuff. So I'm just trying to accumulate a bunch of experience and a bunch of stuff so that I can always have, you know, I can always be a part of a conversation, you know, or, or just be sitting at the bar and, you know, somebody just come, just come up, talk to me. I have something to talk to them about, man. I had this cool cigar the other day. Cigars are the thing that's probably going to stick the longest, but it's going to be other stuff. I can't talk about cars for shit. So talk about airplanes me, a little bit, though. So you're telling me you want to be a subject matter amateur about a lot of stuff? Mm. He did the thing. He said the thing. Mm. <laughs> he said the thing. Amateurs on a lot of stuff, and I guess that's what we're here for. I'll let y'all.